You are listening to Cracking the Rich Code with Miss Marilee, your insider's club from authors and entrepreneurs across the country, giving us their best to help us crack the rich code. And now, here is Miss Marilee. <laughs> Don't you just love that beginning? I just love that beginning. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Cracking the Rich Code. I am Miss Marilee. Um, today, we have another co-author from Cracking the Rich Code. He's in book two. Uh, absolutely wonderful. He's an, obviously a co-author, business owner, a life coach, Benny Williams. Uh, his story of trials and transformation is helping others find their courage to step into the world of entrepreneurship to build their dream and harness their passion. His love and determination for his own business turned into his love for others and their dreams too. He knows just how difficult it can be to get a business off the ground. So he's focusing on sharing his experience, all his trials and tribulations to help others avoid the pitfalls and streamline their way to the top. So I want to welcome Benny to the show. He was here and apparently dropped off. So it's <laughs> radio and that's live and there's not really too much I can do. So I'm going to wait for him to come on. In the meantime, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about his his chapter here. So his the title is You Can Be Anything You Want If You're Willing to Take Action. And I absolutely love that title. And the moment I read it, I thought, oh, I'm going to resonate with this because it's absolutely true. And for all of you out there who are listening, obviously, you know, this is true. And for those of you who don't believe, you just got to move. You got to move that energy. You got to have some belief that whatever it is that you're dreaming of, thinking of, that's occupying your time most of the time, you can actually achieve that if you just take one step in faith. One step, you don't even have to know. So anyway, all right, so I think Benny is live. Let me welcome him. Hold on one second. So I was seeing how the title of your chapter, You Can Be Anything You Want If You're Willing to Take Action, really grabbed me because I absolutely 100% believe that. But what made you name your title that your or your chapter that well i just thought about my life actually this is the first time i've ever done any co-authoring or anything like that so i was like well what do i do and i just soul searched and figured you know the best way to do things is honestly and openly if you're going to do it you know yourself better than anything so i just shared my own experiences and that's pretty much what did it right Mm -hmm. okay so let's start from the beginning um Tell us, you know, what, how you got into the vaping business. What happened there? Okay. So, obviously, vaping is like this big, huge controversy uh, the past few years, really, from the beginning, actually. But I didn't know that. I maybe thought things back a little bit more because I got so involved with it that it's consumed my life, but it's brought me to where I'm at. And um, I think what got me into it is I was a smoker. I was a cigarette smoker for little over 15 years and I was like Mr. Anti-Smoker in the beginning and then one day I caught myself smoking and was addicted to the tobacco so I was a closet smoker and it eventually uh, said I can't keep on doing this and I tried other things and it didn't work and a friend of mine had an e-cig one day and we were motocrossing in the summertime sitting next to a campfire and I saw him whip this thing out and he started vaping and it like freaked me out I'm like what's that? And he was telling me, and I was like, well, it seems like something that you shouldn't be doing. And I thought, there's no way I would ever do it. Mm-hmm. So I watched this guy grow. And when he grew into a company that he actually um, manufactures, I started thinking to myself, geez, man, this guy's making money off this too. So, And it worked. So I tried it. And two weeks later, I wasn't smoking anymore. And so that's where the passion came in. I just went full speed ahead. And we turned mm-hmm. to our pastor about it because, my wife was like, you're not going to quit the career and do all this crazy stuff that you're thinking about doing. And he gave us his blessings, and here I am six years later doing other things. Six and, years later. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've been to Washington quite a few times over that six years and had legislators um, in my shop. And I'm trying to work with coming alongside, you know, some of the bigger companies like Big Pharma and stuff that are trying to push me out, but they have their agendas, I'm sure. They get the money to put on the research and the science. Yes. What I'm basically trying to do 
is what the UK has done, where they've actually prescribed it now and write it under prescriptions and covered under insurance. And so there's two vape shops that just currently opened up in a um, hospital over there, which is kind of crazy, you know, when you think about it. So they didn't want you know, it even in their country in the beginning. Right. You know, vaping is, um, I mean, there's there's a lot of pushback on the whole idea of vaping mm-hmm. because of the poisons and what it does. What do you say to that? Well, I tell everybody when they read their, you know, stuff to make sure, especially on social media and stuff, to follow the research, see where it's backed up. Usually they'll tell you if it's, you know, from uh, big tobacco or big farmer or something like that because they leave certain things out. Like the big thing was popcorn lung. I don't know if you heard when that came out. They were like, popcorn lung, he said, going to give you popcorn lung. And that's not true. There's been no incidents of anybody that's had anything happen to them when it comes to vaping. Now, all this other stuff that came out was the THC, which they said vaping in the very beginning. So then all of a sudden, boom, everyone just jumps the gun and thinks it's, you know, e-cigs. And I get calls like a hundred of them when I wake up in the morning and have to answer them. But um, it's, it's a water base. So the oil based stuff is the stuff that um, the THC manufacturing companies produce, but it was a black market that was doing that. So it wasn't even the companies that are making the THC pens or whatever, because you do mm-hmm. vape those, but it had nothing to do with uh, the vaping of e-liquids at all. Not, mm-hmm. not one bit. So mm-hmm. that was pretty hardcore. I had a lot going on during that time to answer, you know, and then they obviously made a press release saying that it didn't have nothing to do with um, the vaping, vaping, and it was a black market isolated thing. So that mm. was pretty hard. Right, but you, um, you, you overcame that hurdle, right? Well, yeah, I faced everything um, head on. I've always had from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's what I stand out different from a lot of other businesses. And, you know, a legislator or even someone in the community will come up to me and they'll ask me, well, Benny, what about this place? And I'm like, well, there's bad apples on every tree. doesn't make this mm-hmm. tree bad. You mm-hmm. know, we've been in business for six years. And they do compliance checks because you got to have an ID when you purchase the product and all that. We've never failed a compliance check in six years. Uh, and I have three locations and a distribution company. So it was like we've never failed. And that's hard because you can't be at your job every day on site. So sometimes you're like, gosh, I hope the guys are carding. But, but they right. we have an extensive training that we put all of our guys in. Everyone's wearing nice uh, attire work uniforms. When you walk into my place, you think you're in the wrong place, to be honest with you. There's no drug paraphernalia. It's clean atmosphere. There's no upselling. Mm-hmm. We go direct with all the companies we work with. And I belong to seven Chamber of Commerce. Uh, three of them are majorly active in, in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Big shout out to them because it's a five-star chamber that's actually connected me to our legislators. And I've flown to D.C. with the directors of uh, places and I've gotten to be friends with the American Cancer Society, the director over there. Um, we see things differently than we probably did when we both were kind of up against the wall with each other. You know, I'm trying my hardest to educate everybody on what we're doing. I'm trying to get people off the e-cig as well. So uh-huh. even my own industry can sometimes give me a hard time about that. They're like, why would you do that? You know, it's because people come in. And they want to get off smoking. And then you see this transformation. The testimonies are unbelievable. Mm. Like, that's what keeps me going. Right. I mean, it's that's been wonderful. That is wonderful. But, yeah, so like 87-year-old women are getting off of smoking after 55 years and vaping. And we even have zero milligrams. So when you buy a bottle of liquids from us that's manufactured in a clean room, we've never mixed our own products at all. They've always been done in ISO 6 or higher clean rooms. Mm-hmm. So there's batch numbers and the whole nine yards on it. A lot of it's coming from out there in California. And um, so I've went direct. I've went to these facilities. I've toured them. Um, everybody that I work with personally has integrity and character, and they also give back to their communities and their primary purpose, uh, you know, yeah, to be in business and provide for their families, but they want to help people. Their passion is there. I've got CEOs of companies that once worked for Nike, you know, that now are in this industry. And these aren't just your, you know, young adults that are on skateboards chucking out clouds. It's a much bigger picture than that. And mm-hmm. it's kind of unfortunate that it gets promoted differently 
you know, like the sink is, was one of the big issues when the sink came out. Um, it was really designed for the businessman and woman that are professionals that are, you know, middle-aged that don't want anyone really seeing them chuck out these clouds or carrying this big, huge device on them. They want something small and discreet that fits in their pocket. Well, that's what it was designed for. And the people that made that got approached by Big Tobacco and they bought them out for a big amount of money. And um, when they did that, Big Tobacco had to make their money back. So they pumped it everywhere and hardcore full force with it, which is now I think a $40 billion company, you know, and it's unfortunate because it did get into the, the schools down to the mid, you know, middle schools and stuff. And it's, I, I talked to the superintendents in my area last week and of uh, the school districts. And it's like, I'm trying to get in to speak to the schools. Like, Hey, you know, kids don't do this. Like if you're old enough and you don't smoke, why even do it? You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, if you are be responsible, don't give it to your friends that aren't old enough. But I think we know growing up, you know, we've had our choices to make in life. And so, you know, she's wise and learn off your mistakes. If, if you're giving them to your friends and whatnot, but the weird thing is, it's against the law for them to purchase it, but not to have it. So it's so weird how this whole thing's going down, you know, and mm. sad because I do got some younger guys that quit smoking that are now um, not 21 and they've changed it in the state of Minnesota. And I think it's a federal thing. President Trump did sign on it. We did meet with President Trump about a month ago. Our lobbyists did. And I went out to DC and we did a thing out there and I did a video for the president and everything kind of telling them, about the flavor ban is our main concern. I supported the T21 just because we had to, and that's the 21 years of age, but it's sad because they're still able to fight for the country and, you know, adopt and get married, but they can't chew or smoke or vape. I just, it, it's kind of confusing to me, but mm-hmm. what do you do? You know, what if you right. get it? I get it. But it's all about education. I educate. Everybody that mm-hmm. comes in our shop gets educated big time. You hear me right now just rambling. I've repeated this nearly a million times. Because uh-huh. I do see it work. I do have passion for it. I, I stage four, stage four um, clients that come in. I pro bono all their products. Like, I pay for it. I don't charge them anything. And some of those people aren't with us anymore, you know. And I've gotten to know their, their families, though. Their families come in and give us Christmas cards, you know, and say thank yeah. you. Cause my, my grandmother or my mother was able to spend a little bit more time with us. You know, it was already too late, obviously. But, you know, it worked, you know. For them That's to wonderful. breathe better, in a sense, you know. So uh-huh. until they find something that's going to stick, then um, that is really causing harm worse than cigarettes. Then, then let's find it, you know. And that's why I'm trying to work with the bigger people, like big, you know, big tobacco or not big tobacco, but big pharma. They're mm-hmm. the ones that get the money and the research. So let's put on the science. Let's find it. Because if you find mm-hmm. something wrong, we can remove that part out of that product and make it a better product. Why reinvent the wheel when we can just make it better? Because I truly, truly believe this is a, another alternative to quitting smoking. If the patch and the pill doesn't work, which I support, they work to them. But if not, then the e-cig works because it's a hand-and-mouth thing. That's a big addiction. I don't know if you know right. people that smoke or used to smoke or whatnot, but that in itself, that hand-and-mouth thing is a, is a big-time um, addiction mm-hmm. itself. So I got a program set up that we're getting people off in 120 days. Um, off of everything, the e-cig as well, and I'm doing a data study on it so I can present that at my next presentation because I've done boardroom settings or presentations to 160 to 170 people in one room, a presentation for 15 minutes on what we're about and where we're going in the future. The e-cig mm-hmm. lounge is, is not going anywhere. We're still There might be some hurdles to cross, but like even the name, I don't even like the name. It's just going to be the logo. You know, it'll just have the logo and you'll just know that that's where you go to get off of everything that you're trying to beat. You know, mm. Come alongside you. It's coaching in itself. That's all it right. really is. We're, we're there for somebody along their journey. If they have a relapse and go back after they've been off for three or four months, we don't beat them up over it or write down a statistic number. We say, it's okay. Let's just figure out what your why is again and do it. You know? Yeah, and you definitely have to have a passion for that. That's that's incredible. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking to myself how, you know, this addiction, you know, the smoking actually became Mm -hmm. your passion (laughs) and business and everything from there. And, 
you know, when you said if a man or a woman have a dream and the courage to try mm-hmm. to see that dream come true, you can see they'll move all these obstacles. And that's exactly what you've done. Well, and it is. And I I knew I could do business. My I grew up in a family that's they're all in business. My siblings, my mom, my dad, everybody. But I've seen what the sacrifices are like. Um, you know, you miss football games and you miss uh, all kinds of good stuff, birthday parties, whatnot. And, and my, both my parents were both remarried three different times, you know, and it's like mm. you see it way on the marriage. You see a lot of sacrificing that it really does take to get there. And when me and my wife decided to do it, and we did it together, and that's its own challenge as well when you're working together doing it. Even. But at least there's an understanding of it, but it's hard to balance that out, you know. And um, I was my only employee for a good year and a half, and I lived off Red Bulls. We'd actually drive up and drive throughs and eat at the end of the night because there was nothing open, you know. And we'd still have an hour and a half drive to get back home in separate vehicles. And our dogs wow. would be in kennels all day and, you know, and you know what it's like. It's, it really is. It's, it's a sacrifice. But if you work really hard at it, and I, I truly believe the integrity and character is a huge play in it. I don't think I would have been as far as I am today if I didn't have that um, piece with me. And I give mm-hmm. back. So mm-hmm. when the pastor gave us his blessings, he asked me a million questions that day, like two hours. And he looked at me and he said, you know, keep your integrity and your character and don't forget why you're doing it. And then he kind of shrugged his shoulders and goes, how do I get in? And it was funny because he is he is on our board to this day. Mm-hmm. But I don't have certain things in there, and I don't take shortcuts when the uh, times change and people have to make their alterations to, to survive whatever. I hold my gun, and I don't do it, and hopefully I just turn it over and hope it works itself out because um, I believe by giving back to my community and stuff and making it a better place has gotten me accepted in my community. Oh, it's yeah. been hard, but but I got people that don't smoke or vape and they refer people over that they do because they know I run an establishment that is good and, and where I'm trying to go with it. And so mm-hmm. they believe in what I believe in and, and it works. And by mm-hmm. giving back, sometimes it's hard because you might not even have the finances to really do something for somebody. But when you do it and I do it anonymously at times, it feels amazing. You know, it's a good yeah. feeling. You know, it's really uh, nice to hear the spin on the perspective because from an, yeah, from an outsider, it's really easy to judge that, you know, all these vape shops are just preying on people's health and, you know, to make a buck, you know, and uh, they just get addicted. But, you know, from your perspective, it's, you're actually doing a service or providing a service to help people get healthier, which is lovely. You know, it's that bridge. You know, and we've, we've turned people away that are just in it for the subculture part. We've actually mm-hmm. said, why do you want to do this? Like, no, we don't want, I don't think you should. And then you get the guys that have different stories of anxiety or they're, they've got an addictive personality and their friends do the vaping thing. They're scared if their other friends smoke, that they'll turn to smoking. And so there's so many different, different uh, testimonies to it. That is bizarre, but I always keep an open mind to why they're changing laws or whatever. And I ask, the people really when they come in and the spouses that don't, that don't smoke or vape, but their spouse does and how they support it or if they don't, you know, or, or the young adult that goes home and tells his parents and his parents freak out on them. And I say, you know what, you're not going to win with your parents. So don't even try, even if you think, you know, the answers to it, but um, give them an opportunity to come in and check out some of our educational pamphlets that I, you know, hand out to people and, you know, I'm working with mm-hmm. some doctors in the area that are actually, you know, private practices, so they don't have to worry about being sponsored or backed up by some kind of big pharma company. They're actually sending people over to me, also gym facilities, personal trainers. Um, we got a program set up for all that, so if you're getting fit and healthy and losing all this weight and you're still smoking before you go into the gym or after, you can get off those by trying to come over and talk to us, and we'll do the best to get you where you're trying to go, you know, so... Mm-hmm. It's given me a lot of options, you know, and business-wise, I'm doing different things now, like you said earlier with the coaching, and I've got my hands in some other projects, um, you know, silent partners and stuff and other yes. avenues. Yes, because it so. sounds like because that passion actually manifests into more and more because you're contributing. So as I'm listening, I'm thinking to myself, you know, what about people who have just opened that business literally to make a dollar? It's just a business. Mm-hmm. If they don't have mm-hmm. that passion to help like you do, the outreach and, you know, the reason why 
why behind explanation, it's hard to believe that that, mm-hmm. that business would survive. Yeah, I don't see it happening, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate. I went to, like, all of the local shops here in the state and everything, and I represent the state of Minnesota as retail vape shops in a lot of areas because of what I've done. But um, I've walked into the bad ones, and I've said, you know, come on, guys, like, really? Like, maybe they don't know better, so I try to educate them on, like, how they should run their business. And sometimes mm-hmm. they're just ignorant and they don't care. And, and that's that bad apple that gives everybody that taste in their mouth because, a lot of people have kids, and you want to protect your children. And um, I know your perception on vaping might even be different now than it was prior. And I don't get mad at any of my friends, anybody that I know that has their opinions on it. You know, until they talk to me and stuff, they uh, then I feel better because now they can make their opinion. I'll still respect it. I ain't going to – hopefully we never lose our friendship and, and stuff like that. But now I have parents calling me and saying, Benny, like, I found an e-cig in my kid's pocket doing laundry. What do I do? And they're like 17 or 16. Mm-hmm. First I go, did they get it from my shop? <laughs> I'm like all freaked out, you know? And yeah. they're like, I don't yeah. know. I don't think so. And if they did, a friend got it for them, you know? But that's where the struggle is for me because I can't control what happens when they leave and go to school. Sure. You know? But um, I, I always tell my friends, because they don't get mad at me either. They don't. And these are business owners that I've met in the Chamber of Commerce that have gotten to be my friends now because we built relationships and um, they're like, what do I do? And I'm like, well, should I come over and talk to them? And if they are in our system somehow, even if they're old enough, I ask the parents, do you want me to take them out and basically 86 them out of the shop? <laughs> and, and I'll do that. I will yeah. I'll do it. And uh, and they tell me, no, Benny, like, I'd rather see them get it from your shop than somewhere else because of the way mm-hmm. I do things. But And they'd rather support that. But um, I'm willing to go that extra length because at the end of the day, I've done it from the beginning. There was days that I didn't know how we were going to pay the light bill and all that, and someone didn't have their ID on them or they were passing money out in the parking lot from one another and the other kids couldn't come in to show us their ID. So mm-hmm. I won't take that person's business, you know, even if they're old enough. Mm-hmm. And that's where the problem is now because some of these guys that are probably handing over the cash were old enough a month ago, you know, and it's like, Ouch. Are they going to get back? Are they going to be pushed back into smoking is where where my right. struggle is or the black market. Um, mm-hmm. That takes a lot of integrity, a lot of integrity to hold your ground, you know, when money is at stake, you know, providing for your family. Yep. And that's um, that has to be taken seriously and not undervalued because there's too much out there where the money comes first. So I really applaud you with that. That's yep. very Thank honorable. You. Mm-hmm. It's Thank nice to so hear, much. especially in that, in, in that industry, you know, where it really has a bad rap. It really does. It's a bummer. It really is. But there are a lot of professional uh, business owners in this industry that are doing it right. I'm really proud of a lot of them. They employ a lot of people. You know, there's over 14 million uh, vapors now in, in the country, and a lot of them are employed through these industries where they employ, you know, 200, 300 people, you know, manufacturing companies and distribution warehouses and stuff that have literally daycares in their facilities for the single parents and the uh, sick kids maybe that come home and they've got, you know, huge areas of uh, legitimate daycare center. And it's like, you know, I look at them families and they've had to lay off a lot of them recently and it's and it's sad. And some of them are veterans, you know, that couldn't find a job and so they found this because it's something that they can do. And it's, it's it, that's where it gets, like, just really, like, sad when you look at that side of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding on to what I do, and, you know, God's got it. But I know what it's like to have nice things in life from growing up, from rags to riches to riches to rags. And someday I'll put a book out a little bit about my history and the family I come from because I come from a family that is pretty known on some areas, you know, um, when I was adopted by my stepdad and everything, and um, Muhammad Ali mm. in my life and everything. I'm going to touch on a lot of that someday. But so I know what it's like to have, you know, things that a lot of people have never experienced to not even have it. And growing up, I want to have my kids realize the principle of things, and they know what the struggle's like. You know, matter of fact, when we started our business, we took their piggy bank, asked permission that we took them to Wisconsin Dells trips together. Um, they had like 240 bucks in it, and they agreed it. They didn't have a Christmas for almost five years. You know? Wow. And so 
it's pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty cool to see the girl because I just sent some girl um, with cancer too on Disney World stage four with mm-hmm. a seven year old a single mom anonymously I did that and asked permission for my kids who've never been to Disney World and so we did that for this this girl it was pretty pretty heartfelt they agreed to do that yeah you know um, in your chapter when you were talking about um, right when you're ready to give up that something gives you hope. What was that for you? The doors open. I think one of the things was because um, I get frustrated a lot with the way shops ran, politics, the whole nine yards, just tired sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I went into a convenience store, and I had my dog with me that day, and she rides with me when I'm really down and out. And I wanted, went into this convenience store, and this lady approached me and said, hey, Benny, how's it going? And I was at the fountain getting a coffee, and I said, pretty good, how are you? And she goes, you don't remember me. I said, uh, okay, I'll be honest, I really don't. She goes, I walked into your shop five years ago, fresh out of the hospital because I was dying from smoking. She goes, you personally hooked me up, my first e-cig. She goes, and I literally was dying. This girl was 20-something years old. She has a rare lung disease that smoking was uh, going to kill her. And the doctor mm. even told her every time she smoked, she would go in the hospital. And the last time she was in there was for almost two weeks. And she asked about an e-cig, and he said, there's not enough research or science going on about it. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say no. He goes, but cigarettes, <laughs> you're going to die. So she walked in, personally set her up. And I started remembering this girl because she had told me the story when she was in my, in my room that I would set her up at. And uh, we spent about an hour, I was explaining things to her, how this works and the problems and to call me and all this stuff. Well, about, I think she said it was like 14 months or something, she had been completely off of everything. The e-cig, the smoking, and it had been almost five years since she's had a cigarette and, you know, four um, from vaping. It changed her life. It saved Mm -hmm. her life. She tells her friends. So by the time she's done telling me this, everyone in the store is basically crying, including me. I got all choked up over it. The manager's crying. Um, my dog's out there <laughs> wondering what the heck's going on. And I was just like, how do I quit doing this? You know, and right. said, why didn't you tell me? She's like, you know, she goes, I tell all my friends. She goes, matter of fact, one of my uncles has my e-cig and goes into your shop. And I'm like, why didn't I know this? You know, and it's like, yeah. but it, that ain't the first time, though. Like, every time I really want to throw in the towel. I get, you know, I'm a believer. I believe in my higher power, and I truly see when things happen. It's so amazing because you forget. You you uh-huh. do. You give up, and you, you doubt, and you yep. just become kind of like a jerk about the whole thing and say, screw it. And it's like, uh-huh. then all of a sudden something like that happens, and then you're like, wow, why couldn't I have just done that without seeing that? Or thank you for showing me even because I forget. I'm going to say I've never been caught up in the in the material things when you get rewarded finally and start buying some things because I got nice things today, but it's almost a different type of worry. You know about that. It's like mm-hmm. you, your lifestyle changes, you know, and yeah. and you see the smiles on people's faces. Well, that could be in jeopardy. My industry is a very, very uh, controversial industry. It, it is. It could be gone tomorrow. They could wipe out this whole thing. And um, it's like, geez, you know, there's too many lives at stake. It works. It truly works. And if people are getting off of everything, mm-hmm. that's awesome. <laughs> now there, there's you know, no uh, thing weighing them down. Right. And, you know, it, it almost sounds like a story from It's a Wonderful Life. You know, you just realize how many lives are changing. And just that question, how can I quit? How can I stop doing this? When God intervenes and says, look, this is what's mm-hmm. going on. Keep going. And we will definitely have that support. You know, each time we're down and out, we question ourselves and we want to quit. And you just think, nobody cares. Nobody cares what I'm trying right. to do here. Mm-hmm. And you realize God cares. It's you hard. Are, you're... Sometimes it's even the consumers, man. You know, the consumers sometimes even, it's hard. You know, they come in and they're, it's a nicotine addiction a killer, man. It's like I've had people thinking I'm literally in my shop because I left the vehicle there overnight and they broke their device and they don't want to go back to smoking. They're doing everything possible after being off of smoking to not where they're in tears, pulling on my door at, you know, 10 in the morning. And you can go to any corner anywhere and find a 
convenience store open 24-7, get your cigarettes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, vaping, it's a little bit different. And so they think I'm in there laughing at them. I'm like, hold on. Like, here, here's a device. Hit this for a little bit, and I'll figure out what's going on with your stuff and open up my shop. You know? So wow. I still go in you know, and try to communicate, but my staff, they, they're amazing. I got good people that have been in the right seats. And with doing this business coaching, I can even – you know, show people how it's worked for me. There's so many experiences I've learned, and I got passion for the coaching thing because I want to see people live their dream. If mm-hmm. you've got one, why don't you go and get it? I mean, I waited a long time before I really jumped off the bridge, and it's like I'm 51 years old now, and it's like I don't got a whole lot of time, but I got enough <laughs> to make a legacy for my family and pass that on, and, you know, and that's what I plan on doing. And if I make history like I'm trying to, that's even bigger yet because then I'm in the books. And see, I don't care about the $40 million that Sink got paid for their product. I care about the history part. Put me down in the books about being the guy that did what the U.K. did in Minnesota and mm-hmm. the United States of America. That would be amazing. My grandkids mm-hmm. and my great-grandkids could talk about that to other kids on the playground as they're saying, no, that wasn't your grandpa. That'd be cool. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It would be, it'd be neat to, to have a little piece to some doctor or some scientist that found a cure really beating a lot of that stuff because guess what that also helps cancer go down you know and uh-huh. it's like if I could be a piece of something like that and God's got some kind of plan for me which I know he does with all of us but the doors keep on opening up for me merrily like when when they shut they open and they do and I've met some really good people in my life and you know I get to share a little bit about my story and and all that and it's pretty neat you know because there's yeah, a bigger beautiful. Book just the, the, the chapter I got in Breaking the Rich Code, which is amazing, and I'm glad to be a part of that. Uh-huh. I hope to meet everybody, you know, when when we do our press releases and all that stuff like that. But, like, what an honor, you know. And I got oh, my goodness. Myself guided me, who was actually under Tony Robbins for a long time. And so he's helping me discipline myself and kind of, like, stay focused and um, have some clarity. <laughs> so uh-huh. I'm getting ready to do all That's that. a beautiful my thing. Mind That's amazing. Yes, our our co-authors are just, I mean, every time, you know, I interview one of you, it's just like, wow, wow. It, it's just amazing. And what I love about this show is, you know, it's one thing to read a book and, and be touched by the story or get a, a golden nugget. But when you hear people's stories and you realize these are real people, you know, we ha- have struggles. We have doubts. We want to quit. You know, and the only difference is that we don't. You know, we definitely have that why that we don't. And yours is that legacy, you know, the the understanding of people and really realizing how much you're helping. It's like you can't quit. Like you're quitting on God. You're quitting on yourself. You can't right. do that. Mm-hmm. I totally it's understand hard, you. you know, walking into a room of 160 or 170 people, uh, the, the one chamber that I go to, it's so big. It's 730 in the morning. There's that many people there. And they're they're on fire. They're amped up. But to go in front of them and, and talk about what I do in the very beginning was so hard. I, I mean, I had to really put on my ninja gear and go in there and have confidence. And I kept on going back to, you know what, this works. And God's got me on a mission. And that was my armor. I, I would just be like, this is Benny, and I'm from Lisa Grounds, and education is our goal, and your success is our passion, and quitting is just the beginning. And that, that was my tagline that I used in my principles of the foundation of my company. Education, success, and passion. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's what we stand for. That's what mm-hmm. I do. You know, and it's like education, success, and passion. Right. Mm-hmm. And you right. will be successful in more ways than just material within yourself. I mean, how good do you, you know, feel today? You feel great, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you? How do you? Um, how would you put things in a nutshell? You know, for people who are like, Huss, you know, I have this idea or I would just love to have this story, you know, and be an entrepreneur and, and be contributing to society in some meaningful way that makes me feel good. It's like, how do you take that first step? What would you think? What would you say? First, I would say, first of all, can you physically and mentally do it? You know, um, and if the answer is yes, then you better start going because, it's a, it's a struggle, and you know that. It's a lot of things you got to do to get there. But I would say to a person, if you can physically and mentally do this, to pull the trigger and don't look back. 
because if you don't, you're always going to be looking back with regrets and wondering, could have I have done this or should I, or you'll try to work it through one of your kids or something. And that mm-hmm. isn't their dream. Your dream was this. You That's can right. do it. Like everybody can put one foot in front of the other and not give up. Cause I believe that with those challenges and struggles that come your way, trying to get there, when you pass that challenge and struggle, the next one's easier to do because you mm. know that you can do it. Because mm-hmm. the other one before was harder than that one. You just got to remind yourself and not give up. And to separate yourself from everybody that's weighing you down. And Absolutely. There are a lot of people out there in our lives that are family and friends, and you would expect the support. Sometimes you don't get. Mm-hmm. And there's ones that usually for the dreamers that didn't go and live their dream. And there's blocks. People will block you and you're stuck. And that's hard. That's a yep. hard thing, multitasking. And, and sometimes people are trying for me and I'm hard to get along with sometimes because of it. But energy, it, it, they take it. So you got you to gotta learn the balance of separating and changing really your whole circle, I think. Mm-hmm. You've got to be driven. You've got to have people that are going to understand you and support it because when you're missing dinner, people need to understand why you're missing dinner and support it. You got to be healthy and you got to get your rest and food. But you know how it is in the very beginning. You're just nonstop because you don't got time. And time management is a hard thing that we all end up learning as we go along with this. And now I can shut off certain things when I used to not. But it's hard still. You know, I would say don't give up and just circle yourself around people that are going to give you you know, a pat on the back once in a while, especially from the ones that you're really trying to impress and um, impress yourself and give yourself credit for being that person that can do it because not everybody can. And some people are Mm. complacent with punching in the time clock, and that's fine. But if you're punching in the time clock and and you're complaining about something, then you need to Mm -hmm. reevaluate what you're doing and do it. Yes. You know, it's Mm -hmm. never too late, man. It really isn't. You know, it's never um, too late. It could be when when you're super like laying there and dying wishes, you know, type of thing. But no, it's not. I mean, I feel reborn again in a lot of ways. Now my problem is which business do I decide to do? When people come to me for advice, and I've got people that own uh, multiple franchises of of big names coming to me, Benny, can we go grab coffee for a couple hours and turn off our phones or an hour? And mm-hmm. I'm like, God, why me? Like. Here's this guy that came along six years ago in the community that they're reaching out to me. And um, I just, and me, you know, and I'm honest, but it, it's, that still blows me away. Like I sometimes don't give myself the credit or, or uh, I guess it's an insecurity or something. I don't know. I'm working through that because maybe it keeps me humble too. That's how I look at it. You know, I don't want to have an ego to where it's so big that, you know, I'm walking around the room with a head that doesn't fit in the door. Because <laughs> <laughs> that can be true. ugly. It's very ugly. It's, right. Yeah. And, you know, that's excellent advice because we do have to stay humble in all of our, um, in our striving to reach the top of whatever we're, re- we're, wherever we're going, our goal. We definitely have to stay humble knowing that at any moment you can slip. At any moment. Right. But, you know what, it's like, just remember, there's people who need your hand, and just take it from there. There's people who need me. Just keep that there in mind. Are, you know, you got a you got a great thing going on, and and I'm trying to get in tune with it on a regular because it does something for your day. You know, thank and you. whenever you find those things, you're welcome. Thank you for doing what you're doing because I know that you've got a family and stuff too, and and it can be hard to balance, but you've probably been around a little longer than me on some of this stuff. So you've got structure and discipline and that's where I'm trying to be okay with and do it. And I can sidetrack from it. Cause that's the hard challenge when you get busy and you're outside the business. Some people think you're just out gallivanting around town and <laughs> traveling all the time. Well, most of those pictures are outside of an Uber on my way back to the airport, which we all know people at the airport are pretty crabby and it's a real mm-hmm. bummer. <laughs> To, to check in and check out sometimes, but you know what? You know, I'm this is what sure. I have to say to that. You're not accountable to anybody but your highest self. God is watching your mm-hmm. effort. God knows where you are, what you're what you're doing at all times, at all times. 
So even with that structure, you know, for me, I'm a huge believer in energy. If there's something that's yes. stealing my energy and lowering my vibration, I'm not in alignment to create the, the life that I want. So I have to make sure to take the time to do what I need to do to get my energy level up so that I can give and be my best. If I can't do that, I'm, I'm allowing this world to suck the life out of me. And then I'm good to nobody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's so awesome that you think that way. And I watched uh, one of your interviews with, uh, about the energy stuff um, with mm-hmm. one of the co-authors. Of, th- that was the first book, right? Yeah, the first book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was some good stuff. And I'm the same way. I like to do a lot of, for someone that's kind of like a high-strung person, I've got a lot of energy. I'm really strong in my energy. It's good mm-hmm. energy, but it's 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 on steroid energy. Like, you know, I'm <laughs> learning how to balance and calm that down with my breathing techniques. And I love mm-hmm. yoga. And for a person like me that likes to be moving all the time, um, mm-hmm. to be centered, and I do infrared yoga and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. if I'm in 110 degree Fahrenheit and it's quiet and I'm breathing, I'm at so much peace and I mm-hmm. can do it. I can sit still for that long and do it. It's unbelievable. And I got to be in that routine in order to be productive throughout all my energy because it's going to be put onto others as well. But the energy vampires is what I call them. They suck you dry. And, um, oh, yeah. and sometimes they just aren't ever going to change, and they're going to do mm-hmm. that. And it doesn't make you a bad person that you're better than somebody because you have to separate yourself from it. It makes no. you a healthy person. Absolutely. Amen. And you know, to your point about family and friends who don't support you, um, that can be a real pull on your encouragement, on your drive, you know, mm-hmm. your why. Asking yourself, why? Nobody believes me. Nobody sees what I'm trying to, to accomplish right. here, and all they do is hang at my feet. And you have to remember, there's a whole world out there who doesn't know your name. They don't know your history. You just need to know your passion and go out there and share it. And when you go out there and share it, they're going to feel your love. That's all you need. That's all you need. I love that. Yep. Mm-hmm. You do. And that's what you're doing. And, and add that people can't support each other when, you know, because I have had that happen, and it's hard. Because mm-hmm. you want you want people to support you because it gives you that mojo, man. If someone comes up to me and says you got this, and look at you now and look where you've been and where you're at, man, that feels good. Right. It gives me an extra, you know, I I won't have to almost want to throw in the towel that day. I'll be on go mode and I'll be motivated. And I'll get so much done, and I wish I could just do it for myself sometimes like that, but it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. You gotta hear it from people and be validated once in a while. Um, because we beat up ourselves for long enough. And it's mm-hmm. like, I truly believe if I can do it, anybody can. I, I swear, if I mm. did this, anybody can. That's beautiful. You know, yeah. for, for listeners out there, you have to remember that don't ever expect the people that you know ever in your life. You know, I don't care who it is, your high school friends or anybody, they're not going to believe in you because they know you who, who, who you see before you found all your passion, before you de- your desire was surfaced. Don't worry about that. They're going to be the last ones. But as soon as you make it, as soon as you go out there and something of yourself, they're going to be the first ones to come around and claim to know you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> everyone thinks everyone thinks you uh, have it all, too. Like, yeah, they don't understand. Or the, I, my favorite one is, hey, I'm here to help you and, Man, people just don't get it, do they? And then the next thing, they're doing the same thing right away. And it's like, ah. And you mm-hmm. love them. And these, some of these people are so close to you that it's like, what do oh. you do? Like, mm-hmm. then you hear the, you've changed. Yeah. You know, like, you're not the same person. And like, okay, maybe I'm not. Because <laughs> I'm I had to change. Like, it's better for myself. I had to. Right. Yeah. I had to change. You know, I had, had to, to rise to my potential. <laughs> right. And I want I want my family to have a good life and like I want them to learn that they can do this too. I support all my kids who are out of the house now on their their business if they want to go into business. I support even if it seems like something really weird to me, I'm gonna ask them the questions that even my dad asked me why I wanted to do something like that. And um hopefully they give me the answers that I'm looking for a little bit so that they might know what they're doing a little bit, even though you really don't, but if you got that passion part that tells you you do, then you do, because that's the key. Mm-hmm. 
I really do. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I just believe in it. You know, um, it's funny. Those of us who have been through that struggle and who understand what it's like to accomplish something and how hard it was when we didn't get the support, all that stuff, you remember all of it. So when somebody comes into, you know, your circle that has the same passion, wanting to do something, you're more willing to say, look, I got you. I'm going to help you out because we've been there. So if you're struggling, anybody out there, if you're struggling with people who are not supporting you, you have to look around and say, you know what? It's because they haven't done it. They haven't done it. It's it's jealousy, wanting to hold on to your feet, keep you at the level that you're at. Don't pay any mind to that. There's plenty of people out there who want to take your hand, just like you, Benny. (laughs) Right? Thank you. Just like you, too. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it, working with others. It's going to help me grow even more. So, like, enjoying your job is the best. Mm -hmm. Like, helping others, because now I get to practice what I preach, too. I used to be a good preacher about things because I really knew how to apply something, but I didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily practice it either you know i i struggled with the same thing so now i'm doing a little bit more work with it where it's like i'm doing the research behind things that i promote type of thing and then it helps me in the long run so i'm getting a double whammy i'm getting someone else to to hopefully pick that up and it works for them and myself at the same time and get paid for it it's like that's pretty it's a pretty good feeling because then the time's Mm -hmm. not being wasted because a lot of times we give free time to people that take us away from um, reaching our potential because we got commitments. And if I have a exactly. commitment appointment, yeah, I got to be there. I can't mm-hmm. get sidetracked. And then you sit there and you become angry when you get home and take it out on everybody else because mm-hmm. you've done made your own choices. So you got to be careful on the balance of everything. Absolutely. There is a fine line there because, you know, the charity wanting the whole reason for the in the first place was to help people. And what money does is it creates this divide. Like, uh, you know, it's like I have the answer, but not until you pay me. And it's difficult. Mm-hmm. I think for most people, it's just a difficult bridge to get over. But then there's those people who just, it, it's almost like a, by default, you have to because people only recognize money. So you have to charge in order to express the value. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. I know. Yep. And that's oh, and that was weird in the beginning too, because you got to think about that. It's like, geez, like, you know. And then there's so many coaches out there today, and that's why I'm grateful to have the ones we have in our lives and stuff like that, because there are some out there that also have a bad name for the industry of that. So everyone thinks, oh, you're one of them. Mm. It's like, what do you mean, one of them? Because I'm not. Yeah, guilty by association for sure. Like Right. Mm-hmm. And so you have to defend that. You know, it's like, wait a second. So every industry's got something bad that's going to have to be compared to sometimes. And the bottom line is, like you said earlier, I only got to be accountable to me because God's mm-hmm. always watching wherever I'm at. And um, and that's what's up. That's all I got to worry about. And if I'm doing mm-hmm. all that and I feel like in my heart everything is good when I go to bed at night, then it's all good because I can't hide from any of that. That's right. Because wherever I go, there I am. And there there you go. Um, <laughs> That's exactly how I feel and what I say, too. So birds of a feather. Um, yes. And I think that's beautiful. And we have to trust the fact that you know, there's going to be those people who are miffed by what we're doing and they're not happy with or whatever. They're going to fall to the wayside. And uh, you're going to rise to the cream of the cup. So don't worry about mm. the people who fall off. Don't worry about it. You know, they, they have to, for you. what's that? Okay. So that's the best advice ever. Like I want to practice it. How does a person continue to be on track with these things that we've talked about today? You know, like all the positive things to keep moving forward and never give up. And, and you've got all these tools, the tools that you've been working with, the ones I've been working with, some of them are the same, some of them are new. How do we be, remind ourselves of these things? Is it habit? Continually do it in a certain amount of days. No, for me, my daily habit. Right. Okay. So we've got um, about a minute and a half left here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sum this. (laughs) For me personally, it is my absolute 100% faith in who I am, and what that means is I know that I'm just a vessel for God's work. That's it. 
I'm a vessel. So if I'm not able to um, get past my ego, you know, my fears, my disappointments, my experiences, my perceptions of how things have gone, if I can't get past that, I'm doing myself a disservice because God's trying to work through me, but I'm the hurdle. So I have I to it. keep in mind to get the heck out of the way. <laughs> Just keep going and have trust that God knows what he's doing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right? You're the hurdle. I love it. That's right. Yeah. I am absolutely. the hurdle. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, we like nope. to stir up the pot a little bit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm the one who makes my excuses up, right? I'm the one who, who doesn't, who wants to take action. I'm the one who, you know, just for whatever reason, can't focus and can't believe that I can actually accomplish it. It's all me. I need to get out of my way and move forward. Mm-hmm. And ignore all those things that the devil's trying to put mm-hmm. ahead and just say, do it anyway. I agree. You know, even if you're really bad at it, do it anyway. Yes, <laughs> I agree. And that's, that's another key to the whole thing is I truly believe that we as uh, entrepreneurs and, and people of faith and stuff, we always got to remain teachable. If yeah. you think you've got this lick, good luck. You're, gonna, you're on your way to failure. And That's exactly right. I truly believe that, um, and this is what got me into coaching. My coach called me up after I had sent him a text about I always want to remain teachable. And he goes, let me call you back, or let me call you real quick. And um, he told me that was a pretty amazing thing because a lot of people don't have empathy. And Harvard did a study on empathy, and that's empathy. And I, I learned a lot about that that day because I didn't realize what I was really saying other than I want to learn from you right. and from everybody that's in my circle that come across because I want to continue to grow. Excellent. I will always want wisdom. Benny, we're going to get cut off here. We're not going to have a choice. Okay. Sorry, okay. Yep. <laughs> I, I appreciate you, you being on here, being my guest today. Uh, we could, I'm sure we could go for another hour, but um, I want you to have a beautiful day. Thank you for all your golden nuggets you and everybody well. out there listening. I appreciate you. Have a great day. Thank you for everything. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye.